Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. This is Good Morning Liberty. Well, what is up, all of our Liberty-loving friends? This is another fantastic episode of Good Morning Liberty. My name is Nate Thurston, and I am by myself today. Charlie's not here. I feel like I've been saying that quite a lot lately, and uh, I'm right about that. I have been saying that quite a lot lately. Today, it's not exactly Charlie's fault. It is exactly Charlie's fault uh, because of the fact that he has a child, but we had a lot of snow days here in Nashville this week. We got seven inches of snow yesterday, and Tennessee does not know how to clear snow off of roads. And so with, I'm sure if we just paid a little bit more taxes, they would know how to do that. But it's my fault for not paying high enough taxes for them to do that. And so the roads are treacherous. The kids are out of school and Charlie has his kid this week. So he is not able to be here. Today is dumb bleep of the week. It is everyone's most favorite episode where we finally get to make fun of stupid stuff that people said this week week. All right, so we're going to be counting down. If you want to get involved with the voting, you go to goodmorningliberty.locals.com and you can even change the show just like Amanda did. Came in here with a new thing to add in and I actually removed one of the dumb bleeps that I had and put in her suggestion. I won't be quite as prepared for it as I uh, as I would have been. But we will talk about it nonetheless because it's obviously dumb enough that we will be able to talk about it. So I guess we just won't waste any more time with this. We're going to get right on to dumb bleep number one. Now this one comes from Australia. Yes, it comes from Australia. We know that everything has been really dumb in Australia for quite some time now. But Michael Gunner, who's the Northern Territory Chief Minister, like any of, you, any of us actually know what that means, he was out there saying some, um, well, potentially crazy stuff yesterday. I believe it was yesterday, the day before, just letting people know why they may or may not be allowed to leave their houses. Imagine this for a second. A government official listing out the three reasons that you would be allowed to leave your house, the three of them that you would be allowed to leave your house. This is truly a prison colony, just like it used to be. It is, once again, stuff just goes around like that. Let's just see what he had to say real quick, Mr. Michael. Sorry, there are only three reasons to leave the home now, not five. Work is not a reason to leave the home for the unvaccinated. The chief health officer has also determined that restriction of movement is critical right now and that one hour of exercise for the next four days is not essential. Remember, these restrictions only apply to those who are not fully vaccinated. Okay, so if you are unvaccinated in Australia, 
a couple things. Work is not work is not an essential reason to leave your home. So uh, for some people, maybe that's an incentive to not get vaccinated. I don't know. Exercise is not important. One, you see, they used to give you an hour of rec time every day, but these days they're on a strict lockdown protocol there in the prison. And one hour of exercise each day is not essential if you are unvaccinated. I can't imagine being okay with a government official coming out and saying stuff like this. I am surprised that we haven't gone this far in the U.S. I'm sure there are plenty of people in the U.S. that want to go this far. But once again, as we've said numerous times, and just like Joe just pointed out, this is why you don't give up your guns. All right. They have no reason to fear the people. And that is why they have gone so far off the deep end over there. Okay. So in a pandemic that is mostly uh, including people who are obese, that's what it's really affecting. Uh, your one hour of rec time is just not important. Let's go on to dumb bleep number two. And we got this COVID testing shortage right now. I actually just recorded a short episode before this one that's going to be releasing over the weekend talking about the testing shortage. But here's what people are starting to get upset about. It is the price gouging of the COVID test. Yeah, the government's put in a few billion dollars worth of funding to try and force these companies to produce more tests and help with the prices and all that. But this person says the timing of this, this is from Christopher, American flag, proud Dem on Twitter. Why do we talk about randos sometime on Twitter? Just random people? Because it's important for, you know, randos are the people that you deal with most of the time during your life. This could be your family member. This could be friends on social media. These are the things that you kind of have to put up with. So we do talk about what randos say because you're more than likely not going to be interacting with a politician or a blue check mark. These are the kind of things that we have to actually interact with on, on, a, on a daily basis. So Christopher, American flag, proud dim, says the timing of this during a raging COVID surge, Walmart, Kroger, and Ralph's decided to raise at-home COVID test prices. The White House agreement for selling the kits at reduced costs expired. But what about helping out your community and your customers? Well, I would actually argue that they are trying to help out their community and their customers by ensuring that there is some product there on the shelves that they can buy when they really need it. The prices are a signal to the people that are producing now, we've got a major problem with the test kits here in the, uh, in the UK and other parts of Europe. They've got about 36 different tests that they have to choose from. In the United States, we have, I think, 13 now, but most of this government money is going to uh, two of them. And we've, we've had a bit of a shortage. Now, I took one a couple days ago because I was going to go see my mom today for her birthday. Happy birthday, mom. I was going to go see her today, and I don't want her to get COVID because she's in the very high-risk category. I've been feeling sick earlier in the week, and I hung out on New Year's Eve with two people who had COVID at the time that I was hanging out with them. I found out the next day that they uh, had COVID at the time that I was hanging out. And so I was like, well, if I'm going to go up and see my mom, who's in the high risk category, maybe I just check and make sure that I'm not going to carry the COVIDs up there to her. If I, if I do have it right now, well, I'll just wait until next weekend. 
So I went into Walgreens to get a test and guess what? I just walked in and got a test. It was $11, grabbed one, brought it home, took the test. I don't have COVID. It said, Nate, you have natural immunity from your previous COVID infection. Why are you even doing this? That was actually the result that popped up on the test. And so it ended up uh, being a negative test and that's good. But the FDA has been crazy slow to approve tests. Pretty weird, pretty weird thing going on right now. Is it weird? I don't know. It actually seems pretty normal for them. They've been very slow to allow people to sell their tests, even companies that are selling tests in other countries. And they're, they're ready. I was reading part of the story earlier. This company is ramping up. They can do 15 million, uh, I believe, uh, a month right now. They're ramping that up to 50 million. They sell in the UK, but they can't sell here. All right. So what this person is saying is that Walmart and Kroger should not be raising their te their COVID test prices. And I say, you know what? They should, because the price, if it's going up, that means that what you're buying is pretty important to people right now. You're saying, what is the value of this thing that I'm getting? And right now, is the value of a COVID test high? Well, a lot of people are getting COVID. So I would say the value of a COVID test has gone up. And also you want to raise the price to the point where people aren't buying more than they need. All right. So that is what you do whenever you have a bit of a shortage of something, the prices end up going up. If you want to decrease the shortage and allow more people to produce the test, it's, uh, it's not that hard. It's just basic economics, but people just aren't getting it these days. That's dumb bleep number two. The next one, I believe this was the new entry. Let me see here. Yeah. Dumb bleep number three. Now let's look at this real quick. Justice Sonia Sotomayor. Now they're talking about the vaccine mandates that is in the Supreme Court right now, thanks to Ben Shapiro and the Daily Wire for pushing this case uh, all the way up there to the Supreme Court. We should have some appreciation for that. This is just a little clip from uh, someone's talking about it. So Amanda posted in the group earlier that uh, that Justice Sotomayor should be in here because she said that there were 100,000 children that were in serious condition and many of them on ventilators. That's right. She said she took issue with the, with the characterization of the pandemic. She said we have more affected people in the country today than we have had a year ago in January. We have hospitals that are almost at full capacity with people severely ill on ventilators. How much of those people are actually in there because they have COVID and very strong COVID symptoms? Uh, we don't really know, but hopefully New York, of all places, is going to be leading the way on that, saying that they're finally going to be separating out whether or not someone went in there because they have COVID or they just happen to have COVID. I think that's pretty important. She also said, quote, we have over 100,000 children, which we've never had before, in serious condition and many on ventilators. No, no, we don't. We do not have over 100,000 children in serious condition and many of them on ventilators. Do we have the actual number of the amount of kids that are, that are actually in serious condition or on ventilators? No, I don't have that. I don't have that ready for you right now. I know the average for the children went up to 624 per week uh, that are hospitalized with COVID and I read a couple studies yesterday on one of my quick episodes I did where uh, they were finding about 40% of the children that were in the hospital with COVID were there asymptomatic and they were, they were incidental, meaning they were there for other reasons. 
Okay, so even if we have 624 per week, there's a good chance, let's just bump that number down, 25% of them. I don't know, it's 150 kids per week hospitalized because of COVID. It's not even that much. I'll just say that right now. Let's say it's 150 per week that are hospitalized with COVID. How many of them are going to be serious? It's going to be a very, very, very small fraction of those. And how many of them on vents? It's it's pretty rare to actually go on a vent as a uh, as as an adult. Now for the kids that are going in there, going to be even more rare right there. See, I saw someone with uh, maybe some stats in here. Anyone got stats? Yeah. With COVID, current hospitalization with COVID, 3,342. That is with COVID. Previous studies have shown that up to 40% of that number from a couple hospitals that they sampled were kids that were there for other reasons other than COVID. They just happened to test positive for COVID. A very small percentage of those are going to be serious. And an even smaller percentage of those are going to be on ventilators. It's not even close. That's what we're trying to say. It's not even close to 100,000. This is a Supreme Court justice. This is why this this is why this made it into dumb bleep right now because this is a freaking Supreme Court justice that came out here and said this spewing COVID misinformation. Do we care about COVID misinformation that goes in the other direction? No, no, that kind of COVID information is just fine. You can say that anytime you want. You can alarm people with fake numbers anytime you want to, even as a Supreme Court justice, while they're arguing whether or not we should have a vaccine mandate that fires and leads to people being fired if they choose to not get vaccinated. Yeah, we'll just say whatever we want. How about we, uh, how about we say whatever we want? You guys want to do that? Yeah, we'll do that. All right, that's dumb bleep number three. All right, we got another kind of rando in here. But I saw this. I'm going to lump this in with the Chicago Teachers Union who voted to not work. They were doing a hashtag, hashtag two weeks. Yes, they presented the idea that if we locked, if we shut down the schools for a couple weeks, uh, that we'll be able to slow down the COVID infections enough. Uh, that we won't have to deal with it anymore. Two weeks. I. That's a novel idea that I've never heard of before. And I, I, I think they might be right. We, we would be able to flatten this curve in only an amount of two weeks, and then we won't have to worry about it anymore. So this narrative going around out there, and uh, you see this tweet has 20,000 likes. I mean, it's not... It's a rando, but it's a pretty big tweet. This person asked, would you agree to stay home for two weeks in a lockdown if doctors said it within this pandemic? The answer is no. The answer was no a couple years ago, by the way. I heard a lot of people that are on the right or a lot that say, well, you know, I was okay with the initial 15 days to slow the spread or flatten the curve or whatever it was. I was just fine with that, but but then it just got crazy. The thing is, you can't ever be okay with that because if you if you give a mouse a cookie, he will lock you in your house and destroy the economy for the next two years. 
And that's been the saying that I've been hearing my entire life, and the, the words have never been truer today. So would you agree to stay home for two weeks in a lockdown if doctors said it within this pandemic? The answer is no. And by the way, do you not notice what you're saying when you're tweeting that? We literally had all this slow the spread, flatten the curve thing. Someone else commented on there. Great, great profile photo on, on here. I'm just to make this a little bit bigger on the screen. This person says, here's an idea. Anyone vaccinated gets $2,500 per month and stays home. Anti-vaxxers get nothing. No hospital room, no paid meds, nothing. Think that would change their tune? If you're vaccinated, you get $2,500 per month and you get to stay home. No hospital, no paid meds. Of course, people see, um, people see that only medical care can come from other people paying it for you, but nothing that, that would change their tune. Or do you think that would change their tune? That's a pretty disgusting idea. It's a pretty stupid idea. And that is why it is in fact part of Dumb Leap of the Week. So this entire Dumb Leap number four goes to two weeks to slow the spread. And we should pay people for getting vaccinated and let them stay home. Woo. Okay. That is, that's some great ideas right there. I can tell we're going to be moving through this pretty quickly, but the last one is going to take some time for sure. Let's go on to dumb leap number five. <laughs> I forgot about this one already. Adam Carolla tweeted this. I did verify to make sure that the person was serious. And it does seem that they are in fact serious uh, from, wh from what all I could tell because there were some news stories written about it. This person posted a screenshot of their Zoom meeting protocol. This is Dumb Leap number five. Adam Corolla says, We're, we are doomed. He might be correct. This is a person posting a screenshot of an email that explains their new Zoom meeting protocol. Let me zoom in here just a little bit. Team. I am writing you all today to inform you of a new protocol for our staff Zoom meetings. Moving forward, everyone will be required to wear a mask during our meetings. One of our team members has a fear of unmasked people, and I want to make sure everyone feels safe and comfortable. All right. Pretty awesome. Was this fake? Because the people I saw associated with it uh, were pretty serious about the stuff that they were saying because there are a lot of responses to this from people who either they're running fake accounts at all times which is possible that could be all that they're doing um or uh they're they are very serious yeah this <laughs> costco said if my school did this i'd drop out it's very possible um there really are a lot of people who are very scared and the thing with the masking is we got no we got no science saying that anything it may be one of them there in 95 masks can slow down stuff for a little bit if you got it properly fitted to your face and you're cleaning it and you're switching stuff out like you're a medical professional charlie right now would chime in with how it actually does help decrease some of those droplets a little bit um listen charlie's you know he's he's fixated on that idea and that's okay maybe it does it does de decrease the big droplets that come out 
Okay, the big ones. But there's a whole lot of other really small ones. The big ones matter if you're like coughing in someone's face. You would want to stop those big droplets. But those are the heavy droplets that when they come out, they just fall down to the floor. It's all of the other ones that stay in the air for up to three or four minutes afterwards that really start to matter. Y'all are arguing about I'm trying to keep up on what you guys are debating about in the live group. And I really have to... I really need to go back through here and catch up. I'm I'm talking about all this stuff and I'm actually just reading Amanda and Joe going back and forth about something and I have I have no idea what it stems from, but it seems like it seems this this seems very important. I don't know. It seems like it's very very important. Now, this next person right here uh, definitely seemed to be serious associated with the thing, even at the Zoom meeting. Wasn't true. Ugh. Okay, let me put this on here. <laughs> He's just projecting his uh, sexual frustrations. Is really, is really all that it is. <laughs> Uh, this person, Anne Lesby, PhD, she, her, says, correct, fear of unmasked faces can be caused by anything. Fear of unmasked faces can be caused by anything. Loss of a loved one, some, some different MAGA people, all that. Uh, this is why it's basic courtesy to avoid showing full face on video. These people have to be joking, right? And the sad part about this is I don't know if they're serious or if they're joking. I, I really don't. That's how crazy everything is right now in 2022. All right. 2022 can be crazier than 2021. It really, it really, really can be. And the fact that it's hard to distinguish whether or not these people are being serious or if they're just trolling each other, that kind of tells you where we've gone so far. And there are people whose anxiety really does get heightened when you go around them without a mask on. And the, the studies, the science, none of that really matters. Even if it's a pointless cloth mask, it really doesn't matter. It's just putting it on your face makes you feel better. It just makes your anxiety go down for no reason. And I, I won't do that just to make people feel better anymore. I used to put the mask on so I didn't feel like people, uh, you know, were looking at me and hating me and assuming that I was some Trump supporter, some Trump MAGA hat wearing supporter, something like that. And so I would put a mask on when I would go somewhere just to make other people feel comfortable. But I'm not going to do that anymore. That's a form of letting them control me. And once it's not backed by science whatsoever, I, w I won't do it. And, uh, you know, my wife has, says, brings her mask and puts one on every once in a while uh, just to make people feel better, really. And I, I stopped doing it. That's up to them to do the research on the stuff. And there's plenty of research out there. All right. The, the, the fear of people without a cloth mask on. If, if someone putting a cloth mask that's not fitted to their face that they've been wearing for the last few months over and over again, if that makes you feel better, then you're not thinking anything based on any science whatsoever. We'll, we'll just say it that way. So I'm really not gonna, gonna bend to that anymore. And I read some stuff about, um, uh, Ayn Rand wrote some stuff about 
lying as well. And, and uh, one of the reasons that lying was wrong and is really because you were subjugating the people, uh, t- yourself to the people that you were lying to by not really uh, being your true self or staying up with that, that you were basically bending reality to fit whatever would make them feel most comfortable. And that's how I feel if I go out there and I put a mask on, uh, is, is what Ayn Rand had to say about that. So the last one we're going to talk about, yes, does have to do with January 6th. And you guys have all heard plenty of people talk about this, I am sure. But the most important thing is that you haven't heard me talk about it. All right. So we are going to play that <laughs> we are going to play that clip from Kamala Harris talking yesterday. Y'all know what she said. I'm sure you've heard it plenty of times, but we've really got to talk about just how crazy this is. And if this kind of thing doesn't get put in dumb bleep, then what is dumb bleep really? You know, and I know that this is kind of some, some low hanging fruit here, but this does need to be talked about some more because it's getting, it's ridiculous. It's hit peak ridiculousness yesterday. Yesterday was like a holiday for people that are on the left. It felt like, like New Year's, it's it's really like on the left's calendar, the New Year starts on January 6th. That's that's how I feel. We've moved the date back to January 6th, and it's going to be J6 Eve, and then J6 will be the actual start of the year. That's the kind of celebration I felt like we were having yesterday. So let's see what she had to say. Place on our calendars, but a place in our collective memory. December 7th, 1941. September 11th, 2001, and January 6th, 2021. On that day, I was not only vice president-elect, I was also a United States senator. And I was here at the Capitol that morning at a classified hearing with fellow members of the Senate Intelligence Committee. Okay, so we'll stop it there for a second. I did want to hear something else that she had to say in this the obvious thing. There are dates that we're just always going to remember. They're just ingrained in our memory. December 7th, 1941, 9-11, 2001, and January 6th, 2021. Of course. Not only is this dumb and ridiculous, I find it pretty disgusting. I remember 9-11. I don't quite remember Pearl Harbor. But I do remember 9-11, as many of you will. In fact, I'm sure you remember exactly what you were doing on 9-11. I'm sure you do. I, I remember exactly what happened. I remember the faces of the two people that, that stormed into our classroom to tell everyone what happened and going into the, the commons area to, to watch on the big screen everything that was going on. I, I remember all that stuff. Okay, and you've got almost 3,000 people that died on 9-11, and that's kind of the common thing that you'll hear. It's, it's not only that. It's remembering the videos of people jumping to their deaths out of windows. Um, they, they knew that they obviously clearly were going to die, but that was better than burning to death or dying from smoke um, inhalation. Uh, obviously, people on planes that died, people died in the Pentagon. There's, it was a really, truly terrible day that is 
really ingrained in the memories of everyone who remember who's old enough to remember what they were doing and, and watching the news for just 24-7 afterwards. And comparing January 6th to that with, uh, with a couple hundred MAGA hat wearing people storming in without weapons, using flagpoles and whatever else to go in there, uh, the police were able to get them out of the building. A lot of images of people just going in and taking selfies and taking podiums and stuff like that. They broke some windows, I think. Uh, there was a little bit of vandalism that happened. Uh, you guys may remember us covering it live on January 6th. We had it going and we were not in favor of what was happening. Not because I don't like seeing the Capitol overrun by people that are protesting. It's because it wasn't for the right reasons. Now, if they were storming in there to protest taxation, then that's a different thing. But when you don't have all the evidence on what occurred in the election, then before you do anything like that, <clears throat> you want to make sure that you actually had the evidence. But people that were doing that, by the way, mostly peaceful thing that happened, uh, people that were doing that truly did think that there was something um, that was wrong in our democracy. That's actually why they were there. To, that, uh, to say that they were trying to protest democracy or destroy democracy, that might end up being... Uh, what the evidence shows later, like the, the evidence could show later that there was no election fraud or whatever, that, or that it didn't affect the outcome of the election. But the people that were there that were upset, they were there because they did think that democracy was being destroyed, that the, that the election had been stolen from who the people had voted for, okay? And so you can't just say that they were there because they hate democracy. They might have just been misinformed Maybe they were riled up too much. I don't think they even went there with the intent to do what they were doing, but you guys know how protests go. You just go there and someone starts punching someone and you're like, well, I guess it's okay to punch people now. And then it goes a little bit further. No, but to, to compare those things together and then Pearl Harbor, I mean, there's no way we're going to get a movie from January 6th that could potentially be worse than Pearl Harbor. So to try and compare those things, it's just not possible. Maybe we could. I don't know. Uh, it, it would probably be a pretty terrible movie, but it's not going to be as bad as Pearl Harbor. Pearl Harbor sucked. We all know that. All right. And the other thing is, uh, that's, you know, there were over 2,000 people that died at Pearl Harbor also, and that was the catalyst for us entering World War II, where a lot more people died afterwards. All right? So I, I find it disgusting to actually compare these things together. The, they are trying so hard to make sure that this stays the newest generation's 9-11, because my generation had 9-11. We had a 9-11. It was called 9-11. And the new generation needs it too, so they can push for their voter reform and all that because our elections are being stolen. The people that they are against are the people that don't want democracy. They want to prevent people from voting, mostly minorities. That's what they want to do. It's ridiculous. And they keep telling the story over and over again, like eventually it's going to become the truth in people's minds. Has anyone listening right now that's in the group, has anyone seen Ender's Game, the movie Ender's Game? Kind of a random movie question, but um, 
I don't know if anyone's seen that. I would recommend it if you haven't. In that movie, <clears throat> in that movie, they tell this story about this commander that was fighting uh, against the alien invasion, and he. They have all these dramatic storylines around it, and eventually he sacrifices himself for the good of everyone and takes them down, and that's how they won the war. And they tell this story about I can't remember what his can't remember what his name was in it. It was a really good movie overall. And um, it reminds me of that. They tell the story over and over again. And spoiler alert, <clears throat> so skip ahead a minute if you want to. Um, spoiler alert, the, the story ends up being fake. It was just propaganda to get everyone's minds in that, in this mindset that we need when all these big events happen. And that's really what it feels like they're doing with January 6th. They need this. And why is it so much worse? Why is January 6th so much worse than, say, all of the protests that happened in 2020 when a couple dozen people died and there was billions of dollars in property damage? It hap- it's, it's worse because it affected their house. That's why it is. Uh, this affected the sanctity of our elected members. Uh, they called the Capitol, I think Kamala Harris talked about the Capitol as hallowed as it is, they really see this as their church, and they see it as the they they see it as the temple for for themselves, really, because the government is God and the government can fix everything. And so, when you attack the capital, it's as if you're attacking God Himself or herself, or attacking the temple of their religion, which is collectivism. And they don't, they don't like that whatsoever. It threatens their power because the Capitol is the building of their power and really the White House and then all the other buildings around Washington, D.C. That's, uh, that's where a lot of most of the power lies. But you, you get the thing, okay? And then, by the way, right after that, the election was still certified and Joe Biden's the president right now. The thing lasted for a few hours. Cops came in, cleared them out. Everything was uh, mostly peaceful after that and then uh let's see i'll skip this other clip i was going to do here but biden the the president did some trickery yesterday that also really bothered me the manipulation here really bothered me in this sacred effort jill and i have more police officers in this capitol rotunda not once but twice in the wake of january 6th once to honor officer brian sicknick who lost his life the day after the attack, and a second time to honor Officer Billy Evans, who lost his life defending this Capitol as well. Okay, so just a nice little flip right there that, uh, that a lot of people just aren't going to catch because they don't know the names of the people that were involved in this. Officer Brian Sicknick, they're still throwing out this idea that he was hit in the head with a fire extinguisher and died. Um, he died a day later from some type of a blockage of some sort. Uh, they ended up disproving the whole idea that he was hit in the head with a fire extinguisher, although people are still going with this. It doesn't really matter. And then he talked about Officer Billy Evans. He said that we mourned Capitol Police officers. We came here twice in the wake of January 6th. And he mentioned Officer Brian Sicknick and then Officer Billy Evans. It's just a really, it's a really big problem with that. <laughs> 
Joe said he died with fire extinguisher, not of. <laughs> it's important to separate those two things out. So he, uh, he did this thing that really bothered me, which is mentioning Officer Billy Evans. I'm going to pull this up real quick. Here's the important part. Officer Billy Evans was killed at the Capitol in April of 2021. That's the, uh, that's the important part right there. Okay, but he said that they had mourned the lives uh, of Brian Sicknick. In the, he said, in the wake of January 6th. Now, what he means uh, by in the wake of January 6th is after January 6th. So on January 7th, uh, um, Brian Sicknick died. And uh, Billy Evans, uh, he died on April 2nd when someone rammed through there with their car and he was hit. Okay. From Washington Examiner, President Joe Biden, in his Thursday speech condemning the events of January 6th, invoked without any proper context. Is he going to get a fact check saying lacks context, missing context? No, probably not. The name of a police officer murdered long after the Capitol riot by a self-described follower of the Nation of Islam. Biden lumped in Capitol Police Officer Billy Evans, who was killed in a car ramming attack by Noah Green on April 2nd, nearly two months after the riot. So why is it that he why is it that he did this? Well, he he obviously did it. He obviously did it because he needed to talk about people who had been killed on January 6th. They needed to make it a bigger deal. And so he lumped in this other person. Now, did he mention that they had been killed by someone who was a follower of Farrakhan? No, we didn't need to mention that. What does that have to do with the the commemoration of January 6th whatsoever? And as everyone in the group is pointing out, um, the obvious problem here is whatever SUV this guy used an SUV ran through the barricades at the Capitol and hit someone. And we are very upset about this SUV. So I, I really, I'm adding all of this into the dumb bleep of Kamala Harris and Joe Biden. And some of the things that they said during the January 6th extravaganza commemoration celebration that they had yesterday it was like a January 6th telethon that they had going on. So it was a collective dumb bleep. It was. And uh, I guess that's okay right now. Hey, you know what? I decided it's okay. So so it is okay. That's the rules. Let me run through these again real quick. Now I'm going to check and make sure that the person was serious about their fear of people not wearing face masks. We'll check. But uh, if it's not, then that will not, it will be disqualified in the name of uh, dumb bleep sanctity later on. It will not qualify for dumb bleep of the year later on. Okay. Number one was Australia listing the three reasons that you're allowed to leave your house if you're unvaccinated. Your one hour of rec time is no longer allowed. Number two, someone being mad about the COVID test price gouging that's occurring right now. Number three is Justice Sonia Sotomayor saying that there are 100,000 children in serious condition and many of them on ventilators. Oh, number four, would you be okay 
with two weeks of a lockdown to end this pandemic. And number five, the Zoom meeting protocol and the fear of unmasked faces. And number six, all of that dumb bleep in there about January 6th. And I think Amanda's putting that in there. Thank you. I'm, I'm by myself today. So that's happening right now. So only the color neutral thumbs up will be counted in this. So everyone get your votes in. I guess while we're waiting on these votes to come in, I'll say go subscribe on YouTube. Go do that. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on TikTok. All of those things. If you are uh, above the age of 60, then like us on Facebook. Do all the stuff. And of course, go to goodmorningliberty.locals.com if you want to join for as little as $5 a month. You can come in here and just control the show like everyone has in here today. Just come in here and really run things. And also, it goes, goes towards a good cause, which is liberty. Of course, Costco said Dumbleat number seven is Charlie for not being here. Well, let's see who's winning these votes so far. Looks like, looks like the collective Dumbleat of Kamala Harris and Joe Biden is running away with it right now. Saw someone say honorable mention for Justice Sotomayor in there. So, yeah, I would agree with that, too. And, I, you know, I agree. It was a little bit of an easy one. We, we typically try to make sure it's not going to be the obvious thing. Uh, but this is a pretty disgusting one to me. The propaganda is at a, at a heightened point, one of the highest points I've ever seen when you were talking about Pearl Harbor and 9-11 and January 6th all being on the same level. They are not even close to being on the same level, no matter what you think about what happened uh, a year and a day ago, that fateful day, which happened on January 6, 2021, uh, no matter what you think about that, it is not on par with either one of those things. And if you say that it's on par, then you're really just a political hack. That's, uh, that's really all that's happening. Okay. Did we get it? Yes. That is the one that wins. Okay, everyone. Thank you very much for hanging out today. I am sorry that Charlie is not here but you probably liked it more anyway. Let's just be honest, okay? So, if you liked what you heard today, tell a friend, tell a family member, tell your uncle, your aunts, the children, and the children's friends that they need to follow this podcast. Share some of the clips that we post out on YouTube and all that stuff. If you do all those things, we'll be right back here again on Monday. Have a great weekend and a good morning. Liberty. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.